Norm MacDonald, Marketing Genius. Hi, I'm Neil Headley. Welcome to The Voice in My Head for Monday, February 7th, 2022. An odd little quirk on my resume that not many people know about is that I spent eight years as a stand-up comedian. I mean, I guess stand-up is kind of superfluous because there aren't many people out there calling themselves sit-down comedians, but that's a different conversation. Look, in those eight years, I probably did two or three hundred shows with the late, great Norm MacDonald. We shared an agent. We'd often get paired on the road together. And as a result, I knew Norm's act like the back of my hand. He used to have this bit about getting engaged to his girlfriend and the impractical nature of the diamond engagement ring. And he would say, and, you know, forgive my Norm MacDonald impression, but here it is. He would say, "Uh, there you go. Nothing. Just a useless hunk of rock they dug up out of the ground. Uh, if you ask me, uh, a better gift would be a, uh, you know, like a, like an engagement stereo. Now, Norm was onto something that most marketers would be well served to pay attention to. I was at a client's office the other day when I noticed that all the computers in the office had these blue cables hanging out of the front of the computers. Uh, upon closer examination. I had discovered that they were the coolest USB chargers I think I've ever seen. There's the regular, you know, USB plug that connects to the computer. But then attached to that, you've got a lightning adapter for newer model Apple devices. You get a USB-C adapter for Android phones and iPads. And you get one of those micro USB adapters if you've got an older phone, too. They're all connected to this little piece of plastic that contains a pretty powerful little flashlight. And I thought... A cool little device. And then then I noticed the really cool part. I flip over the flashlight and there's my client's name, website, and phone number. They were handing these out as freebies. And I mean, much like Norm's engagement stereo, it was a freebie that people actually need and that people would actually use. Contrast that with one of the prized trinkets that's still handed out by other businesses, particularly radio stations. It's uh, the dreaded key fob. I remember working with one station where the marketing director was especially proud of the key fobs he had ordered. They were pewter and die cut in the shape of the station's logo. And they were billed as limited edition key fobs, which not surprisingly met with limited interest as well. Why? Let's dig into that a little. Key fobs themselves are actually really handy little gadgets. All your keys held together in one, you know, cohesive bundle with the ability to add or remove keys at will as your needs, or as the case may be, as your locks change. Hard to imagine a pocket or purse with more than one or two keys where there wasn't a key fob that was put in charge of all the wrangling. I mean, you know, chaos would almost certainly ensue otherwise. But there are really only two groups of people who don't have a need for a key fob. People who don't have anything that locks and the people in movies like Deliverance who keep their keys on a, on a chain that's attached to their pants. So there's no question that key fobs are incredibly useful. And in North America, practically everyone over the age of 16 needs one. So why am I quibbling with using them as freebies? 
Well, it was, at least according to the internet, it was around 1983 when keyless entry systems started to become common in North American cars. You'd push a button and you could lock or unlock the door from a few feet away. The 1993 Corvette would even lock or unlock the doors just by detecting that the fob was close by. I mean, you didn't even have to go through all the exhausting work of, you know, pushing the button anymore. Ten years later, cars started popping up that had factory-installed remote starters. So forget about locking and unlocking the doors. Now you can start your car while it's in your driveway. Perfect for those cold winter mornings when you needed the heater to get a head start and also needed to give a head start to the car thief who was wandering up and down the street waiting to find an abandoned car left running in a driveway. In 2016, BMW even had one that would allow you to change the car thermostat remotely from up to a thousand feet away because who among us hasn't been a thousand feet away from your car when you realized that the driver's side air conditioning needed to drop down a couple of degrees? The point of this history lesson is this. If your car was built after 1983, chances are, It came with its own key fob. And chances are that it's critical that you have that specific key fob on your person at all times. Because in some models, the car won't even let you use the fancy push-button starter in the dash unless it detects that the key fob is within a few feet of the button. So who needs a radio station key fob? (laughs) Almost nobody. When you go to the radio station event and you meet your favorite host, an experience, by the way, that is almost universally underwhelming for both the listener and the host, you get the dreaded key fob and it goes straight into that household black hole, the residential purgatory known as the junk drawer. Hey, congratulations, marketer. You just gave your customers something that they not only don't need and won't use, it's going straight into a collection of other crap that they also have no use for. I mean, after all, who doesn't want their business to be associated with junk? It's just like, I mean, forgive my friends who still do this. It's like the real estate agents and car service centers who every September send me a glossy photo calendar for the upcoming year. First of all, does anybody still use a wall calendar, really? Or more specifically, do enough of your target consumers use a wall calendar that it justifies the expense? Or are all these wall calendars just providing a soft place to land for the ridiculous, impractical, and just plain heavy pewter key fob? I mean, I have a calendar on my smartwatch, on my phone, and on my desktop computer. They're all synchronized with each other, and they all remind me of appointments and events that I have coming up, often with entries that are created by the calendar itself when it detects the details of an appointment that are in an email. Wall calendars, on the other hand, sit in one spot. They don't sync with anything. And they only remind me of things, first of all, if I remembered to write them down on the wall calendar, and if I happened to be glancing over at the calendar for the 74th time at this month's photo of cuddly puppies. Look, before you forever tie yourself to the cheapest tchotchke you can find on we will slap your logo on justaboutanything.com, ask this very important question. 
for whom is the benefit in this gift? Is it for your customer or is it for you? Because there's a ton of difference between a gift that the recipient will love and a gift that allows you to check off a box on your marketing task list. If you're a radio station, for example, why not give me Bluetooth earbuds in a branded charging case? It's got your logo right there on it. Are those more expensive than the keychain? Oh, you bet. Will every pair of them end up going to someone who will actually wind up using them? Without question. So, would you rather give away 100 sets of earbuds that get used or 10,000 key fobs that wind up in a junk drawer. And before we leave this example, think about that for a second. What a cool yet subtle tie-in to your business with the implied message, hey, since you're going to be listening to something anyway, here's our logo. Look, if you've really got it on your marketing calendar to send me a trinket every September, here's a suggestion. Cut your mailing list by 75%. And instead, with the money that I just saved you, Send me an ice scraper with your name on it. Not one of the crappy ones that you see for $7 on the way out the door at Walmart. The ones that, you know, crack and fall apart the first time you have any actual scraping to do. You know, leaving you longing for the good old days with the plastic boxes that cassette tapes used to come in. No, send me one that will last me through the winter. Do they cost more than a photo calendar? You bet. But every time I have to go out and scrape the windows, which I have to do because I forgot to leave the defroster on last night to trigger with my um, <clears throat> key fob, I'll see your logo. And maybe, just maybe, I'll be grateful for the connection that I have to you. Maybe even grateful enough that I'll offer you that, you know, engagement stereo you've been hoping for. That puts the wraps on episode four of The Voice in My Head. If any of what I just told you would inspire you to pick up the tab for a coffee, if we sat down for a meeting, feel free to buy me a virtual coffee to say, you know, thanks. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash NOP. And NOP is spelled K-N-O-P-P. You can also find a transcript of this episode and a bunch of other goodies at nopstudios.com. And listen... If you got through this episode and maybe some of the others and found yourself thinking, you know, this guy might know what he's talking about, drop me a note. Maybe there's something we can do to help. My email address is neil at nopstudios.com. It's N-E-I-L at nopstudios.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Voice in My Head. I'm Neil Headley.